Welcome to episode 20 of Topper Extra, brought to you by the Call Tides Herald sports staff. I'm your host, sports editor Nick Kieser, and I'm joined by baseball beat reporter Wyatt Sparkman today, who actually just joined the staff under two weeks ago. So, Wyatt, I'm glad to have you on staff, and how does it feel to finally have one series down and 13 more to go? That feels awesome to be uh, a part of the staff, and it feels great to get that first series off my belt and to just get into the groove of things and just be a part of the staff. It feels awesome to be here. Well, we're super glad to have you. So um, we're going to get off to a really good spring season here as far as baseball goes. That was my beat last year, but really, really glad to have you covering baseball here on the Hill. So with that being said, Um, we've got a lot to talk about today. We have to catch up on so many different things, but we're going to do our best. We're going to give you all that we got, um, here in the studio today and mass media on WKU's campus. We're going to be running through, like I said, as many things as we can. So without any further ado, first off, WKU soccer is the first thing on our list. And I'm super, super stoked that they are back on the field because the last time they were playing in a regular season match prior to a couple weeks back was in 2019 in the fall, believe it or not. So it's really good to have them back, and they just won 4-0 over Southern Illinois. And, you know, today we just saw senior captain Avery Jacobson named the Conference USA Defender of the Week. And, you know, she's a, she's a great player. And I remember watching her play last year. She's fantastic, and now she's the captain. And um, they're off to a good start. They're 1-1 one and one on the season now, and they'll be going to MTSU to open up Conference USA play this weekend on the road. And uh, we also have another fellow new reporter, Ian Fleischman, who's going to be uh, on the beat this season for soccer. And I'm super glad for him to be on staff with us as well. And maybe we'll have him here on the show uh, at – future reference as well so um with that being said Wyatt what do we have next here to kind of go over uh softball returned uh as well it had a great weekend they went four and one in the Chattanooga challenge and will have their home opener this weekend they'll play uh Valpo on Friday at 5 p.m then host Indiana State and Bowling Green uh in Ohio uh Bowling Green State is in Ohio not Kentucky and it's the Hilltopper Classic against uh, those teams. And WKU will play in two games against both of those teams this weekend. Jake Moore will uh, have the beat uh, on that on those games this weekend. Yes. Yes, indeed. And just to kind of you know reflect back on softball here for a second, they did go to Chattanooga. They were able to get out of Bowling Green amidst the snow, which was a pretty big achievement for them. So that's nice. Uh, we were all stuck up here. So the highways were good enough for them to go home. Uh, not go home, but, you know, go to Chattanooga and start off. They were supposed to be here at home. That's what I meant to say. But, you know, I'm glad that they're under play now and we'll be able to uh, watch them play this season. They were uh, 20 and five before they stopped play last year. So glad to have them back as well. Um, you know, Jake Moore is also a new reporter that we added to the team a couple months ago. And Jake is fantastic. Really looking forward to his first beat and him covering the entire season. So with that being said, 
We have your beat, Wyatt. We got baseball back on the hill, and the Hilltoppers are now 1-2 and two on the season after dropping two games yesterday against North Dakota State. They actually won their first game of the season, and we'll get to that here in just a second. But yesterday, post-game head coach John Pilowski said he was not too happy with how the team performed yesterday in that doubleheader, but he did say that this group will respond with the leadership that they have and honestly that senior leadership there is so strong like I'm not kidding you they have a really really deep and honest group and I'm looking forward to seeing them play this year I know that that's not the start that they want to get off to however they do have a really good task tomorrow so but I actually have a question to ask you why so you're on the beat now like we said you're new and you did get to go see the first game of the season, and they won. They won 8-5. to five. So kind of walk me through that first game experience that you had, and how did you feel about covering the sport? Uh, it was exciting. Uh, they Obviously, they went down early in the game, and it kind of looked like it was going to be a blowout like we've seen in the, uh, the last two games. But their ability to fight back in that game and just to overcome all of that and – just like like you were talking about earlier, the senior leadership of the team and see that come through in that first game, it was awesome to see and it was awesome to be a part of that and especially that be my first game covering of the team. And not to mention, folks, uh, you know, Wyatt was telling me that it started to rain a little bit. So you got that yeah. first experience of like, okay, I have to sacrifice myself and being dry here just a little bit. I mean, it wasn't raining, raining, but it was like a good drizzle every now and then, I think is what you told me, or like sprinkles. Yeah. So, I mean, that's okay. And, you know, we'll be looking forward to that. I'm sure games will get pushed back or have postponements because of weather. And I would much rather be a uh, weather postponement than a COVID, you know, yeah. reason to not play this spring. So that's awesome. Um, but yeah, they, off, I mean, they, they didn't have the best start to their season and, you know, just to sit here and think about it for one second is, yes, they have senior leadership, but last night we also talked to Jackson Sweeney. He was the one player that we were able to speak with last night per request. And I think one thing that stood out to me about Jackson talking was saying that this is a hiccup in the road. This is not something that they're going to sit on all season long is kind of being in that rut and trying to be like, okay, we haven't played in a year, and now we're just now getting back at it. They're not going to use that as an excuse. They are here to prove everybody wrong that they mean business. They're here to dominate the conference because, look, they were picked, I think, fourth or fifth to finish in the conference. And last year, I think they were like two or three maybe when I was covering it. And honestly, they have so much potential in front of them. One person I liked this weekend was Jackson Gray. Um, he really put the ball in play. He was hitting the ball hard. It was very evident that they had some guys step up. And yesterday they had a lot of pitching staff that was being rotated in the game as well. We didn't get to go to the games yesterday, but, um, you know, John Palawiski does a great job being a pitcher himself uh, back in the day, and he picks up a really good arms to, to have on the mound. So with that being said, uh, we do have another sport that came back, and instead of me reading it, why I've been talking here for a second, walk us through that next sport that's there. It's under my name, but go ahead and start kind of uh, walking us through the uh, WKU softball team. Well, no, not not the softball team. Um, yeah, yeah, you are next. I'm sorry. Uh, the men's yeah. basketball team, go for it. Yeah, uh, WKU, uh, the WKU men's basketball team, uh, 
will play on Thursday against number six uh, Houston in the hopes uh, basically cementing themselves in the NCAA tournament with an at-large bid. Uh, obviously, we know they can make it if they win the conference championship. But uh, WKU uh, certainly uh, rides a six-game rate or currently rides a six-game winning streak. Uh, they last played against uh, Rice this past weekend. Uh, the Hilltoppers uh, series uh, against uh, at North Texas got canceled due to the snow, but they're they're on a hot streak right now, and they're they're going to carry that momentum into uh, Houston uh, this week. They absolutely will, and you know we'll sit here and talk about Houston for one second because let's think about this. And I know why you told me you like basketball too, so we can sit here and, and kind of talk about this. So. Mm-hmm. This is a really, really big, tall task for them. And it's very evident that, like we said, if they win this game, they pretty much cement themselves into the NCAA March Madness. And so I'm looking forward to that because we have guys like Charles Bassey. We have Tavion Hollingsworth. We have Josh Anderson, Luke Frampton, uh, even a guy like Kenny Cooper. You know, these are guys that have that veteran leadership that are going to give you everything that they got. And so... I think Thursday, I mean, I'm not going to give a score prediction. I don't want to predict anything. I just want to talk about it. This is a huge game for them. So if they win this game, Wyatt, odds are, do you really think they make the March Madness bracket? Uh, I think they I think they do. I think they got a great shot winning the uh, conference tournament. But, yeah, especially with teams like Kentucky and Duke and all these other school, big schools that have been struggling this year, uh, we're seeing a lot of other teams, a lot of smaller schools, uh, have a chance to get an at-large bid, have a chance to get an 11 seed or a 10 seed and make it in. So, yeah, it definitely a uh, – especially a road game uh, against a top-10 opponent, I think that's a huge uh, opportunity. If they can pull it out, they'll, they'll definitely have a uh, – they'll definitely be on the bubble for sure. I have no doubts about that. And I think I stay in there too, like Wyatt does, thinking about that in the same way. I really believe that this Hilltopper team, after talking to Rick Stansberry earlier today – they they feel like this is no tall task they know that they look at the stats they know that this is a big huge game for them Um, but you know honestly um, what I'd look back to is who they played earlier this year you know they played Gardner-Webb they played Alabama Um, you know they played some really tough games early that's just listing two of them Um, and I know that they also played Rhode Island another tough game and while the lone big game on the road was playing against Alabama and beating them by one point, we still took down a top-ranked opponent. And that's something to me that really stands out, something that this team is really capable of doing. And I'm really excited to see where they go with that. They'll so have, They'll have two, right? Two top ten opponents beaten if they beat uh, Houston this week? Um, I wish that was the case, but when we beat Alabama, they weren't ranked yet. Which is weird. Well, they are now too. So they are. They, they're going to be. Uh, I think Joel and uh, Joel has them as the two seed at the moment. So that's that's two huge wins there. So yeah, it is, and that's something that really cements them, you know, in their resume right now. So that's even if you don't win this game against Houston, you could arguably make the you know case that WKU should be in the tournament. So mm-hmm. we'll see how they fare. But um, you know, like I said, we did talk to Rick Stansberry today on Tuesday. So. Without any further ado, here's what we had to hear from head coach Rick Stansberry about the matchup against Houston. I don't think there's a lot of takers want to come to Houston right now. And, um, you know, we were one of them. As I said, we don't, you know, these kind of opportunities is, is, is something that, uh, you know, we've kind of 
cherished a little bit. We don't get a lot of them sometimes. You got to back into them a little bit every once in a while. And uh, I think it's very obvious Houston, uh, if you watched them Sunday, you can understand why there's not a lot of takers to go to Houston. Um, so, uh, but opportunity wise, you know, we just felt like there's a lot more to gain or is lose. And as a coach and as a player and everybody else, hey, you just want an opportunity to play against the best. And no question, they're one of the best teams in the country and on their home court. I think they've won 20 plus games in a row there. And um, so I guess they're number six in the net. Um, so very obvious, uh, it's a great challenge for us, but at the same time, a great opportunity. All right. So with that being said from head coach, Rick Stansberry, the Hilltoppers do have a tall task playing Houston, and then they'll come home and play a series against Florida International with our coverage on wkherald.com slash sports. Caden Gaylord, as usual, will be there to cover the games this coming weekend against uh, FIU. And quite frankly, uh, just really, really quick here, I really think if they beat Houston, I would still expect them to sweep Florida International. Mm -hmm. um, they're not that great of a team. Um, I think what I saw in the newspaper and in the article that we wrote was I believe Florida International, um, I think it's the, in the past 14 games, they've won two or something like that. So they've not really been doing so hot lately. So I'll be looking forward to seeing how they can kind of fare this, this coming week, I guess. So a week from now, they will have played three games. So this week they're playing in three games in five days. So, you know, Rick said that, hey, um, you know, in tournament fashion, it's three games in three days. So this would be a good test for them. It's a good practice. So up next here on the docket for us to talk about is the WK Lady Toppers basketball team. So they will also be going on the road, but except they're going to the pleasures of Miami, Florida to go play Florida International. So they're lucky. They get to go play on the road. And Drew Tennis, he'll have the beat on that as usual. And the Lady Toppers do have a tough task against a seven and seven uh, Florida International team. They are seven and seven in Conference USA play. They are ten and ten overall this season. Their main we their main weapon is Giselle Thomas, and she notched a total of forty combined points this past weekend against Southern Miss. And just for a point of emphasis here, WKU, because of the snow last week, did not play in a series period so i wrote a column about it check it out on wkuherald.com uh, sports uh, talking about the expectations for both the hilltoppers and for the lady toppers as far as basketball goes but look two weeks off is tough that's that's just really really tough so um i know that looking at those series you know houston's tough then the Hilltoppers have FIE. Like I said, they should sweep them. Then the women will go on the road. So back to where that was. So as of right now, um, I know that the Lady Toppers have a young team, but this is probably the biggest weekend for them in the regular season. So we'll see how they fare. I'm fairly confident that they could at least get a split. That's what I'm going to say, a split. I don't know whether they'll take the first game or the second game, but I would say at least they should get a split out of this. So, Wyatt, do you have any input on this series for the uh, Lady Toppers? Uh, I think uh, you know if they can uh, just come out, come out with some energy. 
especially being off two weeks. Uh, you know, that's that's never good for any sport if you're off that, uh, that amount of time. They just come out with some energy, and I think they should they should be fine. Yeah, they're they're a top rate team. They should be fine. They yeah, and I think you're right. They should be okay. And uh, head coach Greg Collins, uh, this is mentioned in the story that I wrote in the column. You know, he has looked frustrated at times with this team because they are young. Like, you know, if you have a young team and you're, I guess, in college, there's not rebuilding because mm-hmm. you're not a pro team. But rebuilding is still a thing in in college sports, and you know they're, they they. They've kind of been doing that. You know, they got six new freshmen on their team. And I know that for Greg, uh, like I said in my column, it's no tall task to have six freshmen on your team that are going to be playing. So um, they will do well with what they have. I mentioned as well that in my column that uh, Reneem Eljadiwe, she uh, is currently averaging 22 points since she has come back when they played against Marshall on the road which has been over a month ago. Uh, so hopefully she carries over her good play. I mean, she's pretty much averaging a double-double. So mm-hmm. we'll see how she does. But why we have another sport to catch up on. So what do we have next? Uh, coming on Sunday and Monday, the number 20 uh, Lady Topper Volleyball Program plays its first road game uh, this spring. Uh, the Lady Toppers are 9-0 and uh, 4, uh, 4-0 to begin conference play. And... This is the best start uh, in the program's uh, storied history. Yeah, they are absolutely tearing it up. Um, They're one of the best teams in the NCAA. And honestly, we will see them make a bigger impact than they did last year. That's that's just what I think. I know that they went out last year here at the regionals against Louisville, and that's tough. And they lost the set 3-2 or that match 3-2 when they played them and lost. Um, and they can do a lot better. And I know that looking at what they did last regular season, their only loss came to Louisville. So hopefully they've, you know, come out with a lot better, uh, energy and they know that, Hey, we're more than capable of actually taking this team down now. And I'm not sure how Louisville looks right now, but I do know that the lady toppers are absolutely killing it right now. So, um, I'm going to run through something that just came out today. Um, it was released by WKU uh, Athletics and the volleyball program that uh, we have two volleyball players that got named to the Conference USA Weekly Accolades. So here's what we have this week. So uh, senior Nadia Judenay has been named Conference USA Setter of the Week, and junior Lauren Matthews was named Conference USA's Offensive Player of the Week in Oh my gosh. Like and oh my gosh doesn't even come close to how well she played. She had 14 kills on Sunday to open up the series against Charlotte along with four blocks and a 400 hitting percentage. Then it just gets better. Then on Monday, Matthews connected on 24 of 24, I mean 23 of 24 kills that went deep into the third set. Then it's also crazy as well. She was on track to break the NCAA single match record of posting a 950 hitting percentage on more than 20 or more kill attempts. Now, I know those stats may not make too much sense to you, but just think about it like in retrospect to maybe like baseball. So that hitting percentage, I mean, it's near 1,000. I mean, yeah. think about how crazy that is. Yeah, that would be insane. Yeah, so... Just thinking about how well that Lauren played 
And, you know, this is crazy, too. In the press conference after the first match on Sunday, Coach Travis Hudson and Lauren were up at the podium. Well, I guess they were up at the laptop, not the podium, talking to us on Zoom. And they were not very pleased with how they played um, just, you know, that one day. And then, like I just mentioned, she just had a career day yesterday, which is absolutely nuts, where she thought, like, oh, I still didn't play well enough. But it's like then she comes out the next day and she like pretty much has like a record setting day nationally. And it's absolutely just insane. Um, but going back to the accolades, I know that uh, Judene, she also had a very good uh, <clears throat> start to her season as well. I know that I'm going to look at the article that we wrote here as well on WKUHerald.com slash sports if you want to go read that and go find that. So here's what I'll say about Judene. Judene was named the setter of the week, which is the seventh time she's been awarded that honor. Um, she posted a season best 438 hitting percentage on Monday against Charlotte. And then in the six sets that she played in against the 49ers, Judene totaled 73 assists, and she had an average of 12 assists per set that she played in this past weekend, which is nuts. Like, she is the one of the most consistent players I've seen on the hill here since I've been covering sports here. So uh, on Monday, 55% of the sets that she put up in the air were going down as kills by her teammates. And just that alone astound, is so, so astounding. And um, this program is going to be going bonkers this year. I really have high hopes for them. Uh, they're going to be very good moving forward. And, uh, you know, I know that, Coach Hudson's a very humble guy. He's very awesome. And he said that Charlotte's around to stick around because they're a good program. And they said that they they got exposed this weekend. So we'll see how they do. Uh, I know that they're, they were supposed to go play Old Dominion prior to when the snow came in, but they actually had a positive COVID case. So I will say that. And we did uh, get that out there. Uh, it's just something that it was very unfortunate that happened, and it was right after we had a press conference with Travis Hudson as well. He he said, "Oh, we're, we're hopeful to go play," and then like I guess it was less than an hour, like an hour later, they're like, "Oh yeah, we uh, have a tier one positive case," and they never played. So <laughs> that's just how the world works now, I guess. Um, but uh, Wyatt, go ahead and kind of cap us out here. What do we have uh, left that's next up for baseball, perhaps? Uh, well, tonight. Where is it tonight? Or tomorrow night. Uh, they will be at Vanderbilt. Uh, and then for the weekend, uh, they will have a series against Cincinnati at WKU. Perfect. So that's what we have as far as baseball goes and then volleyball like we just talked about. So um, we've got a lot to talk about uh, next time around as well. And I don't want to forget about this either. I'm going to find it really quickly. But one other sport that we don't give enough credit to is track and field. They just finished, <clears throat> excuse me, they just finished their indoor season. And quite frankly, they did really, really good. Um, I would be using a different phrase there, but um, as I'm scrolling to find it, to me, it was just super evident that um, when I was talking to the coaches last week, uh, which is uh, Brent Chumley and then uh, talking to... <clears throat> I know that we talked to him. We talked. We didn't get to talk to any athletes, but that's okay. Um, I know that just talking to him and talking to Brooks LeCount and then uh, Tosha Ansley as well, they were very optimistic about just how they were doing in general. 
Um, and I believe uh, Tosha Ansley said that she was hoping for her uh, sprinters and runners to finish in third, which is crazy. Um, but that's respectable. They have a really good uh, program over there, and I'm super excited for how they're going to do. Um, and I know that like while we don't get to watch them or we don't get to um, give them enough credit, I have to be frank, we don't give them enough credit, but they were able to get a trio of third-place finishes on the final day of their championship this past weekend, which was huge. And I really want to give a shout-out to Drew Tennis, who was able to cover that and ride it for us that night. Um, I just want to talk about this really, really quickly here. So sophomore Grace Turner tied third, um, or she tied for third place in the high jump. We had uh, graduate senior Marlo Mosley. He natched a bronze medal in both the 200- and 400-meter dashes. Um, and then looking down here, uh, there was a mention of John Elam, who continued his career day by logging a personal record in uh, his throwing with uh, 15 meters just about, and he finished sixth overall in that. Um, let's see what else that we have here. We've got another Mosley accolade where he recorded a time of 48 seconds, which was enough to give him third place and six points in the 400-meter dash. Um, and then right behind him was Dartex Hamlin, who finished just behind Mosley in fourth place in the 200 with a 21-second point seventy-four finishing time. So they, and that's not even really enough. So please go check this out on wkherald.com slash sports. There's a much more in-depth look at this and seeing how they finish, but I'm super pumped for how they're going to do when they finish uh, their outdoor season because last year it got canceled because of COVID. So I'm optimistic for them as well. And just honestly, I know that last episode it was uh, mass chaos on the hill or mass hysteria on the hill, whatever it might have been talked about. Um, this week we're just kind of playing catch up. But um, please, please stick with us on coverage. Uh, follow us on Twitter at WK Herald Sports where you can see all the live updates and see our articles as well. They all get posted. It's usually an hour after events happen or a game. And honestly, why I know you don't have a Twitter yet, but can you kind of give us uh, a prediction about how you may think the baseball team will be one week from now? Like maybe their record. Uh, well, they got four games this week, so they're one and two. I'll say – I think that Vanderbilt Vanderbilt game is going to be a tough one for them. Uh, I think they can, I think they can pull off a win or a couple wins against Cincinnati and win that series. So I'll say they'll end up maybe like three and four, which I think would be some positive momentum facing two big conference teams back to back. Yeah, I think that's going to be huge. Um, you know, big Power Five game tomorrow. That game's at four thirty. So please tune in for coverage on that. We'll at least have a. At least a recap on that. We're not too certain if we're going to be at Vanderbilt yet. But when they play Cincinnati, I really hope that they get two from that, you know, because then they would start off at least on a good note there. So I'm very optimistic for them. And then um, just to give a good idea for the pitching rotation as well. So for softball, we saw Casey Akey. Uh, she's fantastic. She's going to be their ace the entire season. Uh, I know that Kennedy Sullivan also pitched, and she got hitter of the week after 
pitching as well uh, over this past weekend. So she's absolutely good. So watch out for those two on the softball team. And then for baseball, uh, the very first game we had Sean Bergeron. Then we had Michael Daryl Hicks. Then we had Ryan O'Connell, who's a transfer from Alabama. So I asked Coach last night if that's who his three were going to be for series, and he he's very optimistic about all three of them. So that's a good thing. And then, um, you know, that's going to throw them off of balance, is what he told me last night. So hopefully, we have a good positive lineup for the series that's coming up this weekend against Cincinnati. Although. If they're not in balance, I'll understand they're out of sync a little bit right now because of the snow last week, and they're trying to get back in balance. So, yeah, with that being said, it's good to have you on the show for the first time, Wyatt. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you're enjoying the baseball coverage, and uh, we just want to thank our listeners very much uh, for tuning into the 20th episode of Topper Extra. So go enjoy the nice weather outside while it's here after the snow, and enjoy some WK Herald sports. So with that being said, We'll see you next time.